Hello, my beautiful darlings, and happy Thursday. This is Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays, and I'm your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. Hello, hello. We don't have a guest this week. It's just little of me, though I'm getting a lot of feedback. People like me just talking. So take note, but we, we will have guests here and there. It's really just a matter of my schedule because I am a crazy person and my schedule makes no sense and gives anxiety. And if you were to look at my calendar right now, I would imagine a lot of you would need to take like a relaxing, calm gummy. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I am honestly in need of a detox from meetings and Zooms and calendar invites and all of that. But that's for another day. Today, today, as I promised last week and I teased the newsletter, we're going to talk a little about some of the words out there, phrases and things like that, that you might be curious about and too embarrassed to ask or think you know, but don't, or just sort of like hearing me babble about it. But first we're going to talk and it, it sort of plays into it. We're going to talk about the main story in this week's newsletter because the amount of feedback I've gotten from people, both people that I know and people that are just subscribers that don't know that have reached out is hilarious. I had no idea. Again, I am not a parent. I do not have 12, 13 year old boys, but a lot of people do who read the newsletter and some of them tested out using the phrase that was a part of the newsletter um, with their kids to horror from their children absolute horror. And and one of them, my friend Brandy Barker, who's been a guest on this show, called me specifically with her son being like, what? How do you know that? Very confused. Now, the kids will point out, mom, this is from a month ago or whatever, as as they told Brandy and, and inevitably me on speakerphone. But it is my job to sort of, you know, weed through what is a blip on the screen and what's going to have a little bit of legs. And I certainly am not going to cover every single trend that 13 year old boys are talking about in in school but we'll we'll get to a lot of them surprisingly considering I am not a 13 year old boy but that is this whole baby gronk entire storyline and so if you haven't read the newsletter or even if you had and you need a little sort of education we're now behind the eight ball here. Is that the right term? We're, we're not, this is dated. This is like, we've moved on. This is, the kids aren't really talking about this anymore because the, the olds are now talking about it, but just to get you up to speed, it was this headline and there are lots of stories around it, but it was this headline that really went viral because of these viral videos. But the headline was, is baby Gronk the new drip King or is he just being rizzed up by Livy? And Obviously, that took the Internet by storm because like most people, (laughs) at least those listening to this podcast are like, what language is that? What 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 am I missing? Like, I did not learn that in any English class. So it must be a foreign language. Let me repeat it. Is baby Gronk the new drip king or is he just getting rizzed up by Livy? So in my fantasy, I diagram the sentence like Mr. Fuller, my amazing teacher from seventh and eighth grade English class, the English teacher and high school teacher for many of my friends listening to this from Rye Country Day, who also went to Rollins College and was the inspo for me going to Rollins. Carrie Fuller, you are a legend. He was the first person to teach my, I guess, classmates and I how to diagram a sentence. I, for some reason, 
I can't imagine why it doesn't stick in my brain on how to do it. And I even downloaded software programs. I'm not even joking. Like a few different programs promising to be able to diagram sentences. So you remember like taking the verb and the adverb and the subject and having all these lines coming out of that to, to sort of break down the sentence structure. But no software could diagram, is baby Gronk the new drip king or is he just being rizzed up by Livy? Because no software yet is smart enough to understand what the hell that meant. So I shall be that software, I suppose. So I get into the whole, like I break it down by characters. So let's just talk about the characters. There is baby Gronk, there is the drip king, and there is Livy. And then we'll get into the rest of it. So let's start there. Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk is no relationship to Robert Gronkowski, a.k.a. the Gronk, who's played for, I believe, 11 seasons as a tight end in the NFL, um, originally in uh, Patriot and then went to Tampa Bay Buccaneers along with his his bestie, Tom Brady. Um, he is beloved by fans. He is a guy who has leaned into this whole sort of like being a superstar. He loves to party. He loves to have fun with social media. He's got a hot girlfriend, like everything. And his name is Gronk. And he's just like this big sort of goofy guy. And we love Gronk. Baby Gronk, not Gronk's child, not a nephew, no relation that we believe. Baby Gronk is now a 10-year-old giant kid. Like his nickname came from the fact that he was a very large child and I believe around eight years old. The Baby Gronk's name is Madden San Miguel. And the, the interesting part about Madden San Miguel is you think Madden, you immediately think football. You think the name of where Madden came from in terms of the sportscaster and football player, all of that. Yes, he's named after Madden, but not the person Madden. <laughs> Unclear if the parents even know who that is. He's named after the game Madden football. So this was a long game predisposed sort of idea hashed up by the parents. I mean, I can't help but think about like Britney Spears' parents, Jessica Simpson's parents, Justin Bieber's parents. There's a lot of sort of show parents out there who, you know, had children with the intent of making them famous and living through that. So dad in particular has been the one that's come out a lot in the social media, has been pushing this baby Gronk sort of narrative out a lot. And baby Gronk has a huge following. You know, I have not seen a big personality on camera. He just sort of is like, he struts and he doesn't really say a lot, but he's just the presence of him and the sort of theatrics that they put him in. So he's like an eight year old driving a Rolls Royce and he's wearing like he's dripping in diamonds. He has huge diamond necklaces, whether they're real or not, who's to say he has lots of photographs of him wearing a giant nameplate in diamonds that says baby Gronk. So it's like, you know, he's got a mullet. He's been on the road meeting with football coaches and luminaries, whether that's real or not. I mean, Nobody is drafting a 10-year-old kid. And it's really funny because some TikToker made the point that Gronk, baby Gronk's dad is 5'8". So like the likelihood of him being a, a football player, there's only been like a handful of football players that have been under 5'8". So anyway, the point is he has been pushed out there. He has a big following on Instagram, on YouTube, primarily are his areas. Twitter and TikTok, not so much, but he's on all of them. 
And baby Gronk got viral as a result of sort of just by everything I've just said. Then we have Livy. And anybody in social media probably is familiar with Livy. She is the Division I gymnast for LSU named Olivia Dunn, who goes by Livy. She in and of herself is a social media star, bigger numbers-wise, certainly than Baby Gronk. She is seven and a half million followers on TikTok and over four million followers on Instagram. She's beautiful. She's incredibly talented. She's incredibly you know, just athletic and a big advocate for LSU and the crush of many, right? There are, there are men, women, children who are in love with this woman and she's just a vivacious, beautiful talent. And she puts everything out there on social as well. So Everybody loves Livy. That's what she goes by. And she is as active as a gymnast as she is a social media influencer. So we have that. Then we have the Drip King. The Drip King is a, I believe he's still in school. He may have graduated, is a college lacrosse star named Caleb Hammett. Really cute. Definitely would have had a crush on him when I was in high school. He is like the bad boy lacrosse player covered in red flags, just covered in them. And so as, as any of you know, now that is like my kryptonite. So he is the drip King mainly. And again, if you guys have more information, please contact me. I have no PhD in this shit. This is this is just what I've gathered in my very limited free time of, of going on socials and so forth. But he is a star at University of Massachusetts at Amherst, and he wears eye black, which is, you know, the f- football players, whatever, they cover the underneath their eyes in that black paint that's to deal with the reflection and all of that stuff. It's called eye black. I didn't know that. And he wears eye black in like crazy ways. Like he'll look like Brandon Lee in The Crow where he'll have like that black sort of spooky look or he'll cover his entire lower face in triangles. Like he uses he uses eye black as a self-expression and I'm here for it. He decided to go on this campaign about getting Livy to go on a date with him. So he's this college athlete lacrosse star who wears black eye stuff under his eyes in all theatrical ways in Massachusetts is in love with Olivia Livy Dunn, who is a social media star, college athlete down at LSU. And they started this sort of like online flirtation. And he finally got Livy to like go on a, like they were on a Instagram live and they just sort of had a lot of flirtatious stuff going on, which meant and this is where we're getting into some of the word definition here. Basically, the drip king and drip means we'll get into that. But basically, the drip king had Riz. He had game. He could 100 percent flirt in the best of ways. He was just winning over hearts and minds all over the place. And so therefore, he had Riz. He I've never heard those sort of be rizzed up. That's a new one. But, you know, he had riz when it came to flirting with Olivia. And so it's the same with drip, 
like Drip and Riz sort of are in the same family. Like he's got game, he's got swagger, he's got this whole thing and he's the Drip King. He's just sort of like very confident, very cocky, but also really like open about what he's intending to do. He loves Livy and all of this stuff. So he's just this cool guy. He's got swag. He's dripping in it. So he's the drip king and he's risen up Livy, meaning he's like, you know, he's got game, he's flirting, she's playing into it, blah, blah, blah. So now, now we know all the players, a few definitions, <laughs> little, little baby Gronk, who is, you know, our new icon. We have baby Yoda, no relation to Yoda, maybe a family relative down the way, but baby Yoda is really obviously Grogu. He is not baby Yoda, but we've coined a baby Yoda. So now we have baby Gronk. Baby Gronk is on for whatever reason, clearly for clicks, clearly for views, um, on a college tour <laughs> with his dad, meeting with football programs and so forth at all of his 10 years. And one of the schools he goes to is LSU and clearly in a sort of planned collab, you have Livy from LSU come onto the video and is like flirting. They're all in and baby Gronk again has no personality. He says like five words. There is no, he's not rizzing anyone, but he's got all the swagger because he's got the necklaces and he's like this little kid. And she, it's obviously all for us. She's sort of, you know, pretending to be like, Oh my God, I love you. Da, 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 da. Come, come to LSU, all of that. Hey, are you that kid from the internet? Yeah, I'm baby. I'm Liv. Nice to meet I'm you. Liv. What are you doing at LSU? I'm a player. You have to come here. It's awesome. I probably will. You're so cute. Obviously, they're not dating. He's 10. She's 20. It, it, it's not happening. And in weird ways, there's lots of problems. It's very problematic in terms of like when you really dig through it. But it's a little boy's dream that he's going to be dating Livy. And so the media had fun with it and people who understood pop culture had fun with it to say that basically baby Gronk was moving in on the Drip King's turf by rizzing up Livy. How'd I do? How does that work? Does that make sense? And it just took off. It's so funny. So what happened was social media sort of all collaborated together because it was like YouTube and Instagram and then Twitter and then the media and then this became a meme. So when that headline came out, um, one of the sports blogs that came out, then everybody like mainstream people started getting into it because it was so funny. Like the sentence made no sense. So that's when the old started to be, when I say olds, I'm talking about myself and anyone that's not a 13 year old boy or, or anybody that's sort of in, immersed in this, we all were like, wait, what, what's happening? And you might have entered the river of consciousness at different times. Your kids might've said something in the kitchen about one of these words. Um, it might've come up in your Twitter feed. Either way, this is where it all comes from. And I think we've sort of moved on to other things, but I am riveted. I don't know about you, but I absolutely want to follow what happens to baby Gronk. Does baby Gronk become a football star or does he like end up like all child star, many child stars. And we're going to have him on like the talk show circuit in five years and 10 years and Dr. Phil and about how his dad took advantage of him for money. 
Who's to say? Pretty sure we know where that's going. But I'm I'm rooting for baby Gronk. I hope he does ultimately get a personality. And I hope that money is being saved for a college education that he's making a ton of money, a ton of money on brands. I, I mean, people are jumping in again. The kid has zero from what I understand, from what I've seen, zero personality. So it is all manufactured and Godspeed. I am very invested in what happens to Livy, both on the professional side because she is an incredible gymnast and on the sort of future side how does she turn that I feel like we're going to see a lot of her and then obviously Drip King like listen I love lacrosse I grew up in the northeast lacrosse as I say like boys hot they sort of they were lacrosse players or soccer players they sort of go hand in hand I don't know much about a professional lacrosse circuit I believe there is one I know there is one but I don't know much about it I didn't like Lana Del Rey date like a professional lacrosse player. For some reason, that's sticking in my brain. We can fact check that. But somebody did. Didn't know at that point that there was a professional lacrosse circuit. There is. Does this kid become a professional lacrosse player? If so, what is that future? What does that look like? What's the monetary sort of success of professional lacrosse players? Does he go into other things? Does he open up like a a car sales business in Amherst, Massachusetts? Who's to say? But there, I am invested in all of these, all of these kids' stories. So well done, internet. Well done on bringing us all into a mindless, crazy storyline while the world is burning. While the world is burning, because I would much rather spend my time watching videos of Baby Gronk and the Drip King and Livy than listening to the news anymore and dealing with a, a, a the president, former president indictments and the crazy people supporting him and all of the circus around it. I, I just, I don't want it to do it anymore. I want, I want to start over and just watch silly, mindless viral videos on social media, which is probably like a lot of us and why we're in the state we're in. But Moving on. Let's talk about words. So we started with Riz and Drip. These are these are all the big ones. I mean, those are definitely some of the the bigger ones that I was asked about. Let me just go through some of the others. There is bet. Like I'm going to make a bet, right? Pretty straightforward, except it's real slang now. Um, you know, if somebody's saying like, if your kid is saying like, "Hey, you ready for dinner?" and the kid writes says back, "Bet," you're like, "What? What did you just say to me?" Like, "Yo, can you go and grab your coat before you go outside?" Bet. It means basically, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. All set. Bet. You ready? Bet. Did you do your homework? Bet. You get home at your curfew bet. Like that's, that's how it all is. Okay. So, and we have, we have a bunch of others. I could sit here all day and do it, but these are the ones that I thought were the most interesting, um, that were brought to my attention by people unalived. And so I've talked about this. It is obviously, this is a very macabre, uh, saying this is, you know, really, I think people understand what unalived means, but like, how did we get there? And so I've talked about it before, but uh, certainly with TikTok, the algorithm does not like certain terms. So whether you say it or you write it, murder, killed, suicide, dead, like these are things that generally, whether true or not, they believe that the algorithm sort of pushes away and doesn't promote. So there are ways to get around it. And then it just became slang. So somebody unalived themselves means they killed themselves. And and 
it's also more of a positive weirdly than a negative because kill is negative unalived. I, don't don't get me like I'm not saying it's an, not a negative, but it just doesn't sound the same. So somebody can also say they unalived them, meaning they killed them. Um, so it's generally in those two statements, but more common to say they unalived themselves, which is tragic because you see a lot of it on TikTok. And you also saw a lot of it with that trend I talked to you about, about the siblings, sort of looking at the siblings back in the early family photos when they were all kids to where they are now. And in many of them, there were dead siblings and the siblings had unalived themselves. But it's also used um, in murder. It's not really used if they passed away. If they passed away like they died of a drug overdose or a car accident, people usually say dipped. So does that make sense? The difference between dipped and unalived. Yeah, guys, real morbid talk here. Um, the kids keeping it real. Body count. Body count. If your kids are talking about body counts, like, honestly, it might be time to step in. Um, but that generally means how many people they've hooked up with. So what's your body count? Like, we all did it. I'm not going to lie. I still probably have a list somewhere. And <laughs> lists are, some lists are longer than others for us, but where you, you keep track and now body count is it, have you slept with them? Have you made out with them? I had like, I remember when I was in college, we had like two different lists, like who we actually hooked up with and who we slept with. Hookup could be anything from just a kiss to more. And I, but I didn't use though. I think it probably has changed. I think hookup means sort of everything now, one or the other it could be a kiss. It could be sex, but body count. Yeah. If you find a list in your like son's bedroom drawer that says BC and has like 11 by it or something, and he's 14, I, uh, there might be some intervention there. Anyway, uh, what, who do I know? I'm not a parent. You guys do you. Another, a couple ones were, were acronyms. So TFI, my understanding, and again, there may be another meaning, so please correct me. My understanding TFI means thanks for the invite. And it's sort of used for, in sarcastically, like somebody posts something really great. People are like, TFI, thanks for the invite. So that's that. And then there's one that's on a lot of posts and people use it in slang all the time. And if you get it like from your kid in a text or something, it's I Y K Y K. And this has been around for ages. I'm sure most of you know, but I Y K Y K means if you know, you know, and that can be used in so many different contexts. I think anybody here, even in, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s can recognize how we would have used it when we were young. So if you know, you know, and it's, it's tagged on a lot of videos on TikTok. People don't really say it. It's written. That's purely in text and purely on like descriptions of, of videos and so forth. And then the last one we're going to cover is literally like exploding into seams the last few weeks. And you may have seen it and it's Padam. And it actually is Padam Padam, but really it's been shortened to Padam. So Padam's been a term for whatever while. It is now a big song from our icon, Kylie Minogue. And the song is Padam Padam. And so if you think about what is the sound of a heartbeat, Padam Padam, Padam Padam. And it is from an Edith Piaf song and it does represent the sound of a heart beating. And so Kylie, who is an icon, I mean, 
there is nobody, I don't care about you, Madonna or JLo or any of these people, not that JLo and Madonna are the same, but hear me out. Kylie Minogue has literally been putting out hits since I was a kid. Like locomotion was the biggest song as a kid for me. Like you dance now. Locomotion was obviously not an original song. It's an old song, but she remade it in the eighties and it was in the birth of MTV. And I remember this video, like it was the blank white behind her and they're all in like everything she wore. I would like, try to copy, try to convince my parents to get me, but she was gorgeous. She, you know, she could have gone the way of Tiffany or Debbie Gibson, never to be seen of again, but Kylie Minogue, who by the way, looks better today than she did 10 years ago. than she did 20 years ago. than she did 40 fucking years ago. This woman is iconic. She is spectacular. She is passionate. She's always spoken up for her community, her big community of, of gay following. She has been very, very active and vocal in the gay community and the, and, and the trans community. And she's just a star and she's spectacular and she's an incredible, she's just all of the things with personality, beauty, brains, passion, using her voice, using her platform. And now she gives us padam padam, which has now become a term. And you may see a lot of it. A lot of your friends on Instagram may just post a picture and then say padam, or you'll, you'll just see something hashtag padam, whether you see it on Twitter, whether you see it on TikTok, whether you see it on Instagram, it is a thing. And it has sort of become a rallying cry within the gay community. And it's, it's quite, funny because I, I first saw it and I didn't realize it was a song. So at first I saw guys using it, like posing very luxuriously on like a, you know, lounge chair on the beach with their like ass in the air and it's padam. And so I was like, what is going on? And then it started to unfold. And I think it's just become a rallying cry. Padam now means like, I'm fabulous. I'm gay. Like I just, I, and I'm sure it's evolving as we go, but that it's really become this sort of term of the summer that all gay hot men have taken as their own. What is your favorite gay slang right now? Padam. Padam? Do you know what Padam is? No. What is it? Kylie Minogue. Duh. What does it mean? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is going to go crazy because like you don't know. It's the biggest song out right now. So how do you use it in a sentence? Um, People are like, what are you doing tonight? And I go, Padam. Padam, Padam. It means being gay and having a great time. Honestly, this conversation is Padam. <laughs> it's very Padam. And then I think we just had Paris Hilton in lots of videos she was DJing and she played Padam Padam and then just like hashtag Padam. So it's definitely uh, taken on a life of its own and I am 1000% here for it. Anything that brings Kylie Minogue front and center again and again and again, I am here for anything that brings us new languages, uh, new, new terms. Padam is like, I feel that one's got legs. I feel that one's going to stick around. So that is it down and dirty of a show this week. I mean, we could get into a lot of things that have happened. There is a lot of talk about geolocation of a bagel. I will leave that with you because that's something that's going to be talked about in the newsletter next week. But suffice to say, as I've said before, there is no better investigative team than TikTokers. It's truly unbelievable. And so I'll give you a little hint. There is a creator who posted a video about his favorite bagel in New York, but did the 
audacious thing of not saying where that bagel came from is like a bagel sandwich or something. And anybody in the community knows, like if you're going to brag about something, you best well tell them where it's from so they can find it. Like these are the most incredible shoes that I found in this little boutique in Spain. Like this is where you go to a bagel to like my favorite, this guy who is giving food review about McDonald's versus five guys. So you have this amazing guy he's sitting in his car and he's done what we dream. He has gotten an order at McDonald's, like that quarter pounder with cheese, the fries, the Coke and the milkshake. And he's done the same thing from five guys. He compares, he compares and he starts with that Coke as you hear, like the way he talks about it. First of all, you can feel the Coke in your mouth. You can feel it. You know, the difference between a mediocre fountain Coke and an excellent fountain Coke. And you can just, this man is life, but he's giving it to us. He is making us want to go to McDonald's and get the components that he loves and then go over to five guys and get the rest of the components. First up is a barrel of Coke. You know, both are very good. However, there is a difference. Both have very good carbonation, very bubblicious, very crisp and refreshing. However, five guys doesn't feel as fresh with Coke as McDonald's. McDonald's actually feels like a fresh can of Coke that you just opened. When you sip it, that's a nice burning sensation. Kind of burns your throat like acid that only a fresh can of Coke has. Whereas Faga doesn't have that. McDonald's for the win. Next up is the battle of the burgers. Let's see how it tastes. First up, we got McDonald's double quarter pound with cheese deluxe burger. You can see this one looks like it actually looks like a hefty and mighty burger. Ooh, there's so many fillings. I can't wait. Woo, that is saucy. But actual burger actually tastes quite nice. So we got Five Guys cheeseburger. Oh my lord. Look at this monstrosity. There's so many ingredients. Butter itself is super soggy though, but, but this burger is absolutely flavorful. It's just an explosion of flavor that takes you straight to Flavor Town. Oh man. You can tell the cow itself was born and bred for this day and moment just to give itself to me for that flavorful bite. If we compare both of them side by side, there is no comparison. Five Guys is a winner. I have never wanted a burger and fries, milkshake and Coke more in my life than after watching this video. So on the flip side, you have this kid who has talked about the greatest bagel in all of the land, but did not disclose where. And maybe he had his own reasons, something like, you know, he didn't want to turn it into a, a crazy place. Like a great example is the Beachwood Cafe in Beachwood Canyon in, in uh, Hollywood it was this beautiful, very cool local cafe restaurant, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the locals in Beachwood Canyon. Uh, it's an unbelievable place people can walk to in the area. And it's just great. And Harry Styles put it in a song. And you can't get in there on most days, certainly not on brunch. Like all of the Harry Styles fans are there constantly. Like they're on their Mecca journey and they inevitably are going to spots that are Harry Styles ish. And they take pictures of themselves in front of the Beachwood Cafe. It's so iconic from Harry Styles. And it's just like, it's blown that place up and made it difficult for the locals. So this guy might not want to blow his bagel place up and make it impossible for him to get his favorite bagel. But creators have like geolocated the bagel place based on like deep dive investigations of the video and timestamps and like it's crazy. And so now there's a whole sort of debate on what are the ethics of doing that. So we'll get into that a little bit more next week. I need to get on with my day and get back to my paying job. Hopefully I still have one. I'll do my make out Mary mute because you guys have all come to love that. I will 100. I don't think this will be a surprise after this pod. Make out with Kylie Minogue, obviously.
I want to make out. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone who's known me. I would 100% make out with Kylie Minogue. I love her. I love 80s Kylie Minogue, 90s Kylie, all, all the Kylies. And she is the real Kylie. There is no Kylie Jenner. Like Kylie Jenner needs to be Kylie Jenner. There is no Kylie. She is the one name Kylie. That is all we need to know. She is the OG. I would marry because again, don't think it's a surprise. The Drip King, I love him. I think we'd have a lot of fun together. I, I mean, obviously he's very young and we have no idea if he's going to be like a car salesman ultimately. And that's fine. He is adorable. I, we've seen those movies. It's like, it reminds me of those movies like Empire Records, one of my favorites with our darling Liv Tyler, where, you know, the hottie patati rock star comes back and he's just like this like sad sack of a guy. But we still loved him. Liv still loved him. We still have the thing for the the guys that once had the 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 sort of swag, the riz, the drip. So I would marry the drip king. And then I am muting. Oh my god, there was a daily on uh, the New York Times podcast this week. The Daily did one on obviously on Trump's being arrested at the courthouse in Miami and spoke to people outside there that were supporting him and. You just, I mean, you lose brain cells when you're listening to the rationalization of like, but her emails and, but like the, it's just, it's just so frustrating and you just are taking giant steps backwards each minute that I just want to mute them. I want to mute the guys who have the pig's head on a stake and brought roosters to the courthouse and were dressed up like uncle Sam on stilts. Like it's a full circus and I want to mute it. So that's my mute for the week. And I can't wait to see you guys next week. If you have any questions or any tips or anything else, just send me an email at subscribe at popculturemondays.com. And I'll talk to you soon. Pop Culture Mondays.